Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. And thank you for joining us. First, I want to thank our sponsor, The Mindful Lab, for making this show possible. The Mindful Lab can help transform your life through the practice of mindfulness. Learn more from www.mindfullab.net. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments for me, please leave them at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We would love to hear from you. We have a very interesting show for you today. We'll be talking with Jim Rhodes. He is a well-known author on health, nutrition, and supplements, and an expert on all things keto. Keto diets are foods that are the rage this day, these days, but there's a lot of misinformation out there, and Jim is here to separate the hype from the truth. This will help you, the listener, to make better dietary decisions for your health. You're going to love Jim and his information he will share with us today. He is known as the man that can take very difficult things to understand and transform them into things that are very easy to understand. And I love that about Jim. He can take the most complex complex situations and make it very easily and understandable. So without further ado, please welcome Jim to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome, Jim, and good morning. Stephanie, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And I hope that the information that I can share with all your listeners will be beneficial to them because it certainly has blessed my life. And not only your life, but thousands and thousands of people that you have touched. I I know that for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Jim is is coming to us. He's he I just feel so blessed to have him on here. Um, he has been a speaker at Harvard Medical School, all things food. He's he's just been out there in the community for for over four decades teaching people what is really true about food and about the dietary dietary supplements that are out there, the different things to take. And you have a personal journal journey that you have gone on and this has been pretty fascinating to learn about this. So I'm going to turn it over to you and let you share with our audience because everybody that I know out there is on a diet or they're out there trying to eat differently or they're out there trying to make things work for them. And most of us, it's just not working. So what I would like you to share is your experience and what you've been able to do. Thank you. I will. I would like to start with, with this preamble. We are our lifestyle and our bodies are what we eat what we drink, what we breathe, what we soak ourselves in, such as the tub or shower, and they're all affected by what we think. Mm. And my, my journey to health started at a very young age because of a major disconnect of my health and what I wanted to do. At the age of 11, I had my first attack of something that I had inherited through my gene pool from my sweet mom. And she was stellar, but she suffered from insulin resistance as well as low blood sugar. So she had both sides of the equation. And she was in and out of the hospital. This is clear back in the 50s. Now, part of my journey because of my age, here I am, 73. 
a very in young least, 73. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're very sweet. I owe you. Uh, <laughs> but at 73, here I am ready and getting ready, I should say, to run my next half marathon. And without the difficulties that my mom went through due to her helping me go through the ups and downs of that journey with a low blood sugar test that they did, uh, which is called the glucose tolerance test at age 11, because I, my very first attack happened at school. I happened to have eaten that morning a breakfast of pancakes and syrup. And then somehow I missed lunch and about two o'clock in the afternoon, I had a sensation I had never expected or never had felt in my life. And that was of such deep hunger, I knew that if I didn't eat in the next 10 seconds, I would, I'd faint out or I'd die. Mm. And I couldn't explain it, but I, I lied to my teacher and said, can I go to the bathroom? Skipped the bathroom, ran straight out of the schoolyard to my house. Mm. Uh, no one was at home, but I found myself in the cupboard finding graham crackers, pushing them in my mouth and chewing them and swallowing them as fast as I could along with a glass of milk, just chew, swallow, chew, swallow, mm -hmm. until, until I then knew I was ready to pass out, made it into the couch where I did pass out. Wow. When I uh, awoke, my mom was shaking me gently and saying, what are you doing home from school, Swirly? And I said, Mom, I think I almost died today and I don't know why. And she goes, why? What happened? And as I described all of those feelings and that experience I had, she says, oh, my gosh, I was hoping that this would not catch up with you. You see, I'm diabetic and hypoglycemic, and that's the first thing that showed up was hypoglycemia in my life also. But we'll go in and check for sure. So a week later, I'm at the doctor's office. Sure enough, they give you a quart of uh, sugar water you drink, and then they prick your finger every 30 minutes and measure your blood sugar. This is back in the 50s before they could right. do that without pricking your finger. And sure enough, here it came, that same sensation. I'm spinning down going, I'm about to die. Help, give me food. And they just said, let's, let's push it a little longer. Hold on, hold on. And I was out. And when I woke up, of course, now they were giving me grape juice, and I sat right up and went, oh, feeling much better now. Thank you. Yeah. And now the doctor says, you know, sorry, your son has inherited that and will probably have type 2 diabetes before he's out of his teens. Okay, on the way home, my mom pulls over, and she says, okay, son, since I've been dealing with this since I've been young, I've discovered three things that I am going to explain to you now. There are certain foods that you and I cannot eat because they're poison to us. Mm. And of course, she was, she was talking about high glycemic foods. Of course, I didn't know that word, and she didn't use that word way back in the 50s. But suddenly, there was a group of foods that I should stay away from. And I said, well, what kind of foods are they? And she says, well, they would be potato chips, French fries, Anything that comes in a, in a box to heat and eat, uh, pizza, white bread, soda pop, candy, and cakes. And I went, Mom, That's you just took away all my favorite foods. What do you mean? She says, trust me, there are some foods in the middle, and those were the mid-glycemic foods that we can have some of. And then there's all of this group of foods over here that we can eat lots of the low-glycemic foods. 
That was number one. Mm -hmm. And she said, will you make a deal with me, you and me? We're going to stick with all of those low glycemic foods and not, not create a problem for ourselves down the line that's worse than what you're already going through. I was, oh, okay, but I didn't realize what that really meant until three months later, it was my 12th birthday. Okay. And of course, what happens on your birthday, it's your birthday funnest cake. day, yeah, big, big day. <laughs> and everybody got cake and ice cream, and I got a plate of veggies. Oh. And I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, oh, my mom's playing a trick on me, and yeah, this is just silly she's saving the biggest piece of cake and the biggest part of the ice cream i'm sure so everybody can leave and they won't feel jip because i got so much more <laughs> and so after they all left i'm in the fridge i'm looking up and down on the cupboard and there's no ice cream and there's no cake and i'm saying okay where, where is mine and she says jim do you remember our deal and i says what deal we oh. will not ease and eat those poisonous foods to us i says mom no, it's my birthday. I got to eat them. I mean, I live for this. And she says, well, I love you enough to not let you. And I said the meanest thing to my mom at this point I probably had ever said. I said, stop loving me so much. You're the meanest mom ever. <laughs> and stomped out of there. And it wasn't until several years later that I regretted ever saying those words because what she has done I'm 73, and I am not a type 2 diabetic. And the other symptoms of the first thing have all but disappeared also. And it was due to that, number one, low glycemic foods. Number two, she said, exercise for you and I is not just an option, not just a nice thing. It is a must. At least five days out of seven, you and I need to do some form of 30 to 45 minutes of exercise so that we're using up the glucose in our body so we never become, and she didn't know this word at that time, but what she was describing, insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. By the cells refusing to let the little bit of insulin open the door and put the glucose in. So, 11 years old, I loved outdoors. So exercise has never been a problem up till today. I walk anywhere from two to five miles a day, all getting ready for this next half marathon. So that's <laughs> part of it. Uh, now, that, that so, kind Jim, of, I'm going to take you back really quick for a minute because I'm just do. sitting here thinking about me at 11 and other people at 11 years old. That had to have been terrifying, not understanding what was going on with your body and and just trying to deal with all this at 11. I mean, as an adult, it's hard to deal with it. But I couldn't even imagine as an 11-year-old. You know, the double tragedy, <clears throat> I recently went to Shiprock, New Mexico. I work with the indigenous uh, Navajo tribe down there a bit. Mm -hmm. And they were so proud of the brand new facility that the government had provided for them, putting it right right next to their their reservations so they could easily access it. And it was the diabetic center. Wow. And hooked to the diabetic center, of course, was where you go to get your weekly transfusion and clean your blood, of course, mm -hmm. dialysis. And they're showing me this beautiful, pristine, but there's so many people and it's like 9 a.m. in the morning and there's people lined up coming in. 
And they're saying, we're really getting the best treatment in the world for our type 2 diabetes. Here's, here's a fact. 80%, 80, 80% of the Native Americans on that reservation are type 2 or pre-diabetic right now. And when I got over to where the dialysis was, I am seeing people lined up and standing in line. There are 12 and 13-year-olds. Really? Okay. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, they're there with their mom or dad, and they're going to sit through that two- or three-hour dialysis process. But as I'm walking by, they're already fitted with the fistula. That's where the dialysis plugs into the body, and I'm going, Surely these little 12, 13-year-olds aren't needing dialysis yet. They're in full kidney uh, failure. And I'm going, what? What? At this age? But when you look at their diets, the only thing allowed in the reservation, because you can't own own property on the reservation, you have to move every seven years. It belongs to the United States government. So no store will build a storefront because they know seven years later they've got to to move and, and they can lease again for another seven years, but it has to be a different location. So they're constantly having to rebuild. So what do you suppose the reservation has on it? Not to pick on these guys, but it was of course the Golden Arches Supper Club, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut. And so guess what these kids live on? Guess what the parents live on? And for them, if they don't own a car, it's about seven miles off the reservation to the nearest even uh, storefront where they can buy fresh vegetables and, and fruit and normal foods. Well, it's still the American diet, but it's not fast foods that immediately have so many carbs in them that sets them up for this, this incredible tragedy. Because most people don't realize, and that will get us into this crux of the matter, Insulin is your friend in one way because it will take the glucose or the sugar out of, out of your bloodstream and park it into the cells of the body, making the bloodstream thinner again so that the heart can push a thin viscosity uh, liquid called blood rather than thick syrup, which is what happens when you add sugar or glucose to water, which makes a thicker blood or a syrupy blood, and the heart can't push it through all of those arteries and veins and capillaries. So it's blessing you by getting the sugar out of the way, but it is also damaging all 60,000 miles worth of the blood vessels prematurely because you need to increase the amount of insulin to get the sugar in to the individual cells. And as that happens, glucose starts to destroy prematurely your whole cardio structure. Mm. Uh, I am following a wonderful biochemist by the name of Dr. Benjamin Bickman. And I highly recommend anyone his book. It's called Benjamin Bickman. Uh huh. Doctor Benjamin B E N J A M I N Bickman B I K M A N. Uh, 
He's been a professor at a major university where he has studied for the last 20 years under a, as a biochemist and a microbiochemist what all the major degenerative diseases are out there <clears throat> and how all of the top five and even up to the top 10 have one thing in common. Every one of them are affected negatively by something called insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. and, and let me just name what those, those diseases are that take the majority of anybody living in the United States uh, takes their life because I believe it's as high as 80 or higher percent of us die from a degenerative disease. That includes all wars, all accidents, or anything that takes us out. One out Say there, that number again, Jim. 80 to 90% of all deaths in the United States are because of a degenerative disease. Wow. Not just because of old age. It was a disease that took us out. Okay, starting with the number one cause of death in the United States, which is cardiovascular. Okay, mm, right. the actual statistics are one out of every two of us living today in the U.S. will die from a cardiovascular disease. So that will be something like an aneurysm, which is, you know, a leaky one of your uh, cardio vessels, right. a heart attack, a stroke or anything related to that, okay? Mm. So that's one out of two. The second leading cause happens to be cancer. Now here's an irony, cancer back in the 50s, uh, the cases were in 1955, I believe there are one person out of every 12 people sometime in their life would contract cancer, one out of 12. Want to see a scary statistic? Do you realize how much money has been spent in research on cancer? How much we have contributed to get rid of this disease? But let me tell you, maybe it's the money that's causing it. Yeah. <laughs> because follow this statistic. One out of 12 in 1955. In 1965, it became one out of 10. Wow. 1975, one out of eight. 1985, one out of six. 1995, one out of four. As of 2005, it's one out of three. Oh my gosh, that means you're sitting in a room, three, three people. Three people, one of you are going to contract cancer. Us three cancer. on here right now, uh, yep, one of exactly. us will contract cancer. Okay, well, when you find out that insulin resistance creates the exact environment for cancer and that approximately 80 million of us in the United States currently, well, I guess that may not be just the United States, they expect approximately 80 or more million of us are already insulin resistant, which is pre-diabetic. Right. And what's wow. really the sad truth about that is when insulin resistance starts, and we'll get into that in a little more detail if you want, um, the symptoms don't show up. You can go be insulin resistant 10 years prior to the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, 
when it really hits you and your pancreas can no longer produce enough insulin to carry the sugar out. And so you go into a small cardiac arrest of diabetic coma and they rush you to the hospital. They, they measure your blood sugar and go, oh, give them a big old shot of insulin. Your eyes pop open and they say, well, welcome to the world of type 2 diabetes. You are a type 2 diabetic. And we can talk about that a bit, type 1 and type 2. But type 2 makes up 95% of all diabetics in the United States. And wow. the, it's an epidemic. Okay, so we were naming the top five degenerative diseases that are related to insulin resistance. Number one, cardio. Number two, cancer. Number three, interesting, major inflammation, which causes major pain, which is called arthritis. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Number four is type 2 diabetes. And number five is, of all the scary ones, Alzheimer's. Wow, okay. Oh, crazy, <laughs> yes. Uh, and Dr. Bickman in his book annotates hundreds of, of, of peer-reviewed case studies that are published. And that's what I loved about his book. It wasn't just a, a hypothesis. It was based on absolute science that these degenerative conditions are created by insulin resistance. And he goes so far as to say, the second that they diagnose you as an insulin resistant person, you're either pre or you've got type two. Okay. You're one of the two. If it's just a little, you're pre diabetic. And if you're full on, you are diabetic type two. What was the name of his book again, Jim? Why We Get Sick by Dr. That's Benjamin such a great Bookman. title. Oh, it is. And, and you want the book. You don't want the audio because he speaks way too fast. And you can't back it up fast enough to say, what was that? What was that? What was that? Right. You get in here, and I've gone through this about four or five times. I've called, talked with him, and became acquainted with him. And at some point in time, you may want to interview him because he sets the diabetic paradigm on its head. He says giving a type 2 diabetic is very similar to a recovering alcoholic saying I have a headache and so you offer them a glass of wine and say here yeah. this will take care of the headache. This will help your headache. <laughs> yeah it will. It actually will. But in, in the effort to get rid of the headache the side effects of where he's going to slide back into of destroying his liver or any other thing that alcoholism causes uh, is not worth the cure for the moment. So right. he is claiming, and I agree with him, all my study for my 40, 50 years of looking for a way so that I would never become insulin resistant, number one, because without insulin resistance, you never become a type two. How fun is that? Wow. And by creating a way to do that, that, is a lifestyle that people can do and hold on to. It creates a lot of good health. Um, back to why insulin is both your friend and your enemy. It is your friend in that it helps you take the glucose, which is the sugar, which comes from carbohydrates, okay? Translating that back to its simple thing. And there are some carbohydrates that are more deadly than others. Any processed carb, 
anything that comes in a package ready to just pop in your mouth and eat or pop in the microwave and heat. In fact, when I used to teach health at the college, I would share with the students, and students are notorious at this, trying to live on top ramen. <laughs> so true. And Mickey D's. Whatever's the cheapest that they can Yes, whatever. Get. That's all. Dollar menu. <laughs> exactly. They would go to the dollar menu and try that. But I said, you're, you're burning the candle now that you're going to want when you reach my age. Here's the way you eat anything that's ready to heat and eat. And that's this way. You take the box, you open the box, you walk over to the garbage can, you pour out the content, you put the box in the microwave, heat it for 30 seconds, eat it, it won't kill you, it's full of fiber. So oh, <laughs> eat the box. They got the, they got the message. You do not want to eat something that elevates your blood sugar that needs twice to three times as much insulin to bring it back into the norm. Okay? And with that being said, there's a whole bunch of reasons why that we can dive into at any point you want. But if we, yeah, if we did nothing more than learn to eat low glycemic foods, lower stay away from processed carbohydrates, exercise on a regular basis. It doesn't need to be a marathon by any means. Walking is one of the easiest on your joints. And if you're mobile at all, and you have a place where you can walk for 30 minutes and do a, a little brisk walk a couple of times with that brisk walk and maybe some upper body exercise what it does for your lymphatic system and your muscle system and your lungs and your immune system and what it does to lower your insulin resistance. That mm -hmm. is the slippery slope you never want to get caught in. And it's much easier to prevent, but I will say this. You mentioned that I've worked with a lot of people and had some influence on quite a few. Right. And that is true. I actually have several hundreds of people who knew my story and asked for a little bit of counseling and a little bit of coaching on what they could do because they were already over the edge. They were already using some form of medication such as metformin or they were on even heavier stuff, such as insulin injections. Mm -hmm. And that was true in my own family, because my brothers and sisters also inherited the same gene pool. Oh, wow. And with counsel, and with changing their diet, and adding the exercise, and watching their foods, and two more things that my mom also included, besides the three I've discussed. One watch your stress. Mm. She says, it seems when I get under extreme stress, two things happen. I make bad choices of the foods I eat. <laughs> Mistake, you pay a price. Okay. And second, it comes on faster. I'm not sure why, but if I can control my stress, I don't go into these big deep valleys and then a big high and then a big valley. It kind of levels things out. So stress is a principle that people don't understand. Stress is the silent thief of people's health. What do I mean by that? 
when you're under extreme I'm going to have you hold that, Jim, because I want to come back after the break. And I want you to really express that because right now everybody's under such enormous stress from every different direction. So I feel like that's really important to to really dig deep in that stress. So we're going to take our, our break here real quick. And when we come back, make sure everybody's staying with us because he's going to talk about that and a whole bunch more. Mm-hmm. And I really would love you to just give a little a little hint on what these kids can eat when they're in college or in high school or whatever that they can just grab and go <laughs> and well, not without having to eat the cardboard. so we're going to be back in just a few minutes just stay with us we'll be right back become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america learn more about the products and equipment discussed by stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting myvitalityhealthsolutions.com we've done the research for you and selected proven high quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust drugs and surgery are not your only options discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life that's myvitalityhealthsolutions.com Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're so happy to have you with us. We are speaking with Jim Rhodes. He is a leading author and speaker on nutrition and health and everything food. And we've just before we left for the break, we were talking about stress and the different things that can cause insulin resistance or diabetes, all these different things, Alzheimer's. We've been talking about all these different things that can happen in your body. And the, where we left off was talking about stress. And I love how he talks about the COVID creep. <laughs> I think that's a great <laughs> great name for this and how we're all under this and some of us may think we're dealing with it better than others but everybody is under this stress whether it's this or something else or a combination so i'm going to have you take just a minute and talk about that because i think everybody needs to hear this i know yes uh, i appreciate what people don't realize is stress is the silent thief of your health here's why i'll explain that first when you're under stress a lot of times you do not get proper sleep. Mm -hmm. And sleep steals your energy and stress. 
when a thought never leaves, you just keep worrying about it. It's something you have no control over, such as COVID, and you are under that kind of stress. People don't realize one of the organs, which is your brain in this case, that burns the most energy and requires it is your brain. When you're taking all the energy to use it up in a loop of stress, then your body hasn't got enough energy when it needs it to mount your immune system response to something simple like a cold or the flu or pneumonia or cancer for Pete's sakes. It is your immune system that keeps you free from all of those things I just described, including that last one, because it's on the alert all the time looking for cells that don't belong there that could grow up and become dangerous or killers. And if your immune system doesn't have enough energy to mount its army of soldiers to go out and patrol and do its job, you lose the battle. Stress will take all your energy just in doing nothing, just worrying about it. The COVID creep that I was talking about during the break is what happened to me. I was with family members. Two days after I got home, a phone call came from one of them and said, oh, we just tested positive, Dad. We didn't mean to do that to you, but I know you you need to stay away from Mom because she is the most vulnerable. And so down to the basement with the mask, uh, food put on the lower step so that I, not knowing if I had it or didn't, had to stay in for two weeks. Well, that first time it was fun. It was just sit back and watch reruns and read books and catch up on stuff. And I still could use the phone. And that was a a, a mini vacation. Sure. But it wasn't more than a week after I got my test. And no, I wasn't positive. So now I could join the family and I could be with my wife and sleep in my own bed. But a second family member that I spent a whole day in, in a project with called three days later, oh, dad, I just came down with a crumb. I'm sorry to do this to you, but you need to sequester for two weeks. Back down to the basement, back down to the crazy things. Okay, I've watched all the good reruns now as good books, and I was okay, but all I had time to do, you know, stay in. That was kind of the rule and mandate. So I'm eating more foods of the wrong kind because I'm, I'm not doing something, nothing to do but eat. I call it the COVID creep because suddenly I'm gaining a couple of pounds, three pounds, five pounds a week. And this is crazy because I'm not even getting to the gym. I'm not getting outside and doing my walk, all the things. Now, when it hit the third time, I threw my hands in the air. (laughs) I said, no way, because it was, again, another family member I had been with. And they called and said, oh, by the way, we tested positive. Sorry, Dad, you're back down. So... 25 pounds jumped on my frame at the worst time it could because here I am thinking I'm going to do this half marathon and I'm hangry. Yeah, yeah. Hang, hangry. Because hangry. <laughs> I'll get even with you. I'll eat more. Okay, all of that <laughs> happened. The good news is it's finally that season passed. I've been able to get out and about and I have found a program that I'm personally using at some point in time, if you want to know about it, I've taken at least 21 of those 25 pounds off. That's why I can get ready for this half marathon. Mm. I would have never 
Well, I'd have finished the half marathon and dropped dead if I'd have paid, you know, carried that much <laughs> excess time, weight. Right. I just couldn't have done it. But yeah, and and what's really really fun is to be able to 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 measure my BMI, my body mass index, and watch that fat mass just fall off mm-hmm. my body because I'm burning fat and I'm still maintaining lean body and muscle mass through a, a marvelous program I found and. I'll just give you a hint. It's called intermittent fasting. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how incredible intermittent fasting affects our insulin resistance. But we'll get into that in detail because there is one more thing to add, and that's proper rest. Mm-hmm. See, I mentioned we're a body of regeneration. Can you even imagine we have 37.2 trillion 37.2 trillion cells in the average adult body. And we're regenerating at a rate of 1 billion cells approximately per minute. Wow. Okay, that average is out over 24 hours, but the big portion of that happens while you're in rest mode. When the body's not using all of its energy to digest the last meal you ate, It's four hours later, the stomach is empty, the digestive program shuts down. Now it can go into repair and rebuild and regenerate. And that is the second thing called autophagy that is phenomenal to reboot the whole body. And if you would like, I can get into that depending on how much time we have on this call. But I, I am so elated to find a program that blesses me to stay in that state of burning fat, which is called ketosis. Mm -hmm. And it's a major player. In order for a person to maintain ketosis, they have to eliminate their carbohydrates. Now, carbohydrates are your main source of fuel for the body. Your carbohydrates break down into blood sugar or glucose, as it's commonly called. And that is the energy for every one of the 37.2 trillion cells. It has a delivery system called insulin. And insulin Mm -hmm. is produced, it's a hormone produced by the pancreas, as we discussed a little while ago. And what's amazing about this insulin is that when it comes out, when it's needed, It's pumped out into the blood, and it can come out and grab the glucose. It takes a hold of it, and it takes it to any one of all of the 37 trillion cells, including brain cells, hair cells, fingernail cells, heart cells, every cell. Mm -hmm. And it has the key, okay, to the cell and puts in the glucose and closes the door. Voila, you have your energy for that cell to do everything it's supposed to do. It loves glucose, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is, and back up with me, why exercise is so important, all right? Sometimes you use excess carbs. Mm -hmm. It's your birthday and you ate the whole darn cake. Okay. (laughs) Well, the liver is the UPS system or the delivery system for the entire body. All foods pass through the liver, and it says what goes where. 
and puts it out into the bloodstream to make sure it gets there. It also filters out any impurities, trying to keep them sequestered away from any organ or gland that could become toxic or poisoned. And it builds fat cells to sequester the toxins in. But it also makes some decisions. It's your birthday, you ate a few too many carbohydrates, and they all get to the liver, and the liver says, well, some of the excess carbohydrates I can send down to the muscle cells to be stored there tonight because tomorrow this person goes to the gym. They regularly do some form of exercise, so they'll quickly burn up any excess. I can store some right here in the liver. The liver is the largest internal organ. It has lots of storage space, and it stores those extra carbs for tomorrow's workout. No problem. Mm -hmm. But if we've become a couch potato, which often can happen during this COVID time especially, It says, new decision. I've been sending the excess to the muscles and to hold on to them myself, but they haven't been used in days, weeks, or even months, and now a year. I cannot send any excess there. I have to decide to send the carbs to the fat cells, the storage containers for all these extra carbs. So the carbs are sent up there with an edict from the liver, change these carbs into fat. So when the carbs fall into the fat cell, a little enzyme comes out, which is called the uh, lipogenesis, Mm -hmm. lipo meaning fat generator, and it converts that carb right into fat, and it emulsifies it into the rest of the fat. Now, carbohydrates need a delivery system, insulin. When they bump up against a cell, that has been fed lots and lots of carbohydrates, but has not used them up, you can imagine the cell says, thanks, no thanks. <laughs> and the, the insulin says, but I have to get the sugar because this person just indulged in some high sugary foods. I've got to get the sugar out of the blood and thin it back down before the heart goes into cardiac arrest because the, the blood is getting too thick for it to pump through 60,000 miles worth of blood vessels. And so it's in a hurry to get the sugar out of there and the cells going, no. And one unit of insulin runs into a roadblock. And it says, no problem, sends a signal to the pancreas, send extra insulin. So a second unit of insulin shows up. So the two units of insulin force the door open, put the glucose in, problem solved. Except the cell didn't like it. So it starts to build something called a blockade called insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. And a week or two with the two showing up daily, being forced open, it now builds a blockade against two units of insulin and the beginning of insulin resistance starts. So no problem. The insulin sends for a signal, send two more. So four units push the cell door. So three or four weeks or a month later, the four can't, get in, no problem, send for a backup, four more show up, eight push the door in. Uh, So you're getting the picture. At that point, you are becoming insulin resistant. Why is exercise so good? You use up the glucose that insulin resistance doesn't even start. It slows it down majorly just from that point. Mm -hmm. 
But there are several other things that create insulin resistance. Uh, how do you get out of that? That's the secret of that intermittent fasting. You see, during fasting, after eight hours, the glucose that is in your blood is almost all used up. Mm -hmm. The second, and here's why insulin becomes the most harmful hormone the body produces. It is the dominator hormone. It is the bully on the block. Mm -hmm. It is in charge of all other hormones, including it can say, get out of here and turn off. Mm. It has power over the cells. It can tell those fat cells to grow bigger and faster. It has power to even order the cell to kill itself, apoptosis. It is that dominant of a hormone, okay? Wow. It's an actual protein. So when it's no longer in the, blood cell, in the bloodstream, something called human growth hormone Insulin is a direct uh, human growth hormone. We don't like you, so stay hidden. But without human growth hormone, you cannot build a muscle cell. You cannot repair a tissue cell, a heart cell, a brain cell, a, any cell. Human growth hormone is needed in the, the metabolic changeup of repair and rebuild or construct, okay? Mm -hmm. So as insulin increases, human growth hormone has to disappear more, okay? So the second that you've used up the glucose in your bloodstream, guess what starts to appear on the horizon? An increase in human growth hormone, okay? As that mm. increases even more, the work that it can do increases. But here's the real key to losing insulin resistance. When the cell is no longer being fed with the insulin constantly opening the door and forcing in the glucose, because there is no glucose to push in, so the pancreas is not producing glucose, excuse me, not producing insulin, the insulin resistance starts to go down. Oh, we don't need to be so resistant because there isn't so much out there pushing us around and it mm. starts to heal itself, okay? Second of all, you go into something called ketosis. Now, mm -hmm. what the heck is that? Everybody's Remember? heard that word, but what is it? Right? Okay, well, you have two fuel sources. Remember fuel source number one, glucose, being delivered by insulin. Fuel source number two is the storage tanks in the fat cell. It is the fat. It was glucose once upon a time turned into fat. And once the body senses were, we have no more stores of insulin, excuse me, of glucose, the, the liver makes a decision. Well, the body is still up. It's still active. It's still out there walking. It's still out there thinking and doing its job but we still need energy for all of those cells. So it says we'll convert the storage cells, the fats, back into a usable fuel. So it sends a signal back up to the fat cell. It says, okay, send me some of the fat down. 
So now the lipolysis enzyme reaches down, grabs a glob of fat, sends it right down to the liver. The liver gets it and converts it to a ketone. Mm -hmm. And when you look at ketones versus glucose, glucose is 85 octane. Ketone is 95 octane, which is a higher, better, more useful energy source. If you know what octane means, men will know this. <laughs> it's a better fuel. It carries more oxygen, okay? okay. And that's what we lights love up the brain. Yes, we do, <laughs> especially in the brain. I mean, you yep. get to remember things that you thought you forgot. It's amazing <laughs> when you get oxygen in your brain. <laughs> Amen to that one. So now what's really unique about ketones, it needs no glucose because the liver delivers it all to all 37.2 trillion cells. And during that fasting from from any carbohydrate, the body is in a new fuel burn, which is burn just fat. And if you do it right, you can burn the deadly fat called visceral fat, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's the one that you want your your liver to convert as quickly as it can that form of fat into fuel, get it burned and get it out of the body because it now can create a whole series of other problems with the body. Yeah. So Jim, tell us a little bit about the timing on that. I mean, you were talking about the eight hours, 16 hours. I know with the product that, that we're both on. And, and one thing I want to say about that is sleep. I've noticed just in the last, week or two, my sleep has gotten so much better. I'm not up six, seven times a night now, only once or twice. And I know that that's greatly in part due to what we're doing with this product and the intermittent well, fasting. Well, there's several things, things that the product is doing for you, your serotonin and even your other hormones. When, when you're feeding your body with, with what it needs, and all the forms that it can use. And it has its own delivery system to carry it in. And you can maintain it because it's not difficult. Then suddenly all kinds of things happen. Like I mentioned, in your first 8 to 12 hours, you're going into mild ketosis. And that's fat burning begins. Hour 12, human growth hormone increases because there's no insulin to fight it. By hour 20 your human growth hormone is increased incredibly high. At that point, you go into something called autophagy. And let me spell that for you because you want to look that up. It's when your body does a reset. Autophagy begins at hour 20. And the human growth hormone is needed because what it does is it goes after your body now scours for any damaged cells to either repair them if they're repairable or completely destroy them and get them out of the body. They work with the immune system that discovers immune, uh, well, in its, in its discovery, the immune system discovers any any potential harmful cell that can grow up and become deadly to you. Okay, get, before we pass on the autophagy, spell that for okay. all of our listeners out A- there that are listening to this. Auto, A-U-T-O, P-H-A-G-Y, autophagy. Okay, so everybody can go and look that up and you'll be able to understand very clearly what he's talking about. Okay, right. go ahead. Okay, if you can go 
in your intermittent fasting without just glucose, you can drop into autophagy by also eliminating protein and healthy fats. So all three of them have to be missing for your body to go into full autophagy, not just ketosis. Ketosis, you can stay in and it'll continue to burn the fat. But if you want to go into repair mode, which is autophagy, now you have to also eliminate your proteins, your fats, and your carbs. And that's the program that I've discovered that is doing magic for my body. And many, many, many others. I know that, um, and I'm going to have you guys, if you want to have information on this, reach out to me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com and I'll give you the link so that you can do this program. It's an amazing, amazing program. It's a doable program for even people with me with low blood sugar. And that's because for me to do a fast was tough because of the low blood sugar. I would have to eat every four hours that I was up and around. Suddenly I can go 12, then 24, then 36, because at hour 36, if you can stay in this autophagy arena, your human, well, autophagy increases by 300%. Major work is going on, and if you can keep that going all the way to the 48th hour, which is two days of fasting without those three things, but while you're still on nutrition that's coming into the body and feeding you with energy and everything else you need, and I've made it to the 48th hour, your human growth hormone increases by 500%, and now all kinds of wonderful things of that autophagy is going on, rebuilding, reconstructing, getting rid of damaged cells, and and the magic begins there. So for my friends with insulin-resistant problems, you want the ketosis. That is the magic to take the fuel stored in the fat cells. And ironically, once you become overweight, the first thing a doctor is going to tell you if you've got type 2 diabetes, lose weight. Mm -hmm. Well, losing weight is tough when you have no growth hormone cruising through your bloodstream. And growth hormone is going down because of the increase of the insulin that is in your bloodstream. So they're fighting each other. But once you can go on to that intermittent fasting, ah, insulin decreases, human growth hormone increases. If you can also eliminate the proteins, and the fats. Now autophagy starts at hour 20. And through hour 24, it's working like crazy. Through hour 36, it's increasing 300%. Now, when you get into hour 48, you have done some major work for your body. And Mm -hmm. now I can do those 24 and 48 hour fastings for me two to three times a month. that's, That's just fascinating to me. And like I say, I want you guys to reach out to me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. I'll give you the link. We can get you into all the information that Jim has just shared with us today. There's just phenomenal information out there, and it's amazing what your body can do if it's put with given the right tools to work. And the tools that we've got are so simple and so easy. 
And I want you guys to be reaching out so I can give you this information. And Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure. You are so delightful. I just, <laughs> I just think you're, I just think the world of you. I just love you to death and I appreciate you. And, and thank you for caring so much about so many people through your whole life. Thousands and thousands of people that you touch and continue to touch every day. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. So with that being said, we're going to sign off for today. And thank you again, Jim, for being here. And everybody reach out and I will give you this information that you need. Again, contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Have a very happy and healthy week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 